Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are now listening to the Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. Sunday, February 11th, 2024 is a very, 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 very important date for Philadelphia fans. I don't even feel the need to say Eagles fans. Uh, I'm hurting bad and I'm sure everybody else is hurting. This is the first podcast we're putting out here after... I know it's unrelated technically to this show, but not necessarily. It's very personal. Coming off that devastating Game 7 loss, the city of Philadelphia is now 0-153 in Game 7s. Luckily, the Eagles don't have to play Game 7s. And Never by the way, that date, if you're not familiar, is Thank the God. day of the Super Bowl, which get that date engraved into your minds. We are on a mission. We've been on a mission, and I've been saying this since we started in the offseason for this year. Because I still have a bad taste in my mouth from that Super Bowl because we were robbed. Quite honestly, we were robbed. I feel the need to revisit it. Uh, They completely changed the game field that we were playing on. Um, Whatever material, whatever that was, was slippery. Kind of ties into a lot of these uh, like non-contact injuries, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that. The players don't like these turf fields. They don't like them. Players are getting hurt. Perhaps I'm not going to speculate. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe this little dinger, whatever you want to call it, Jalen has going on with his knee. Perhaps the turf fields could be to blame for that. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. It's not. It's not. It's not the greatest thing for players. Of course, they've they 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 speak uh, all over the internet and whatnot and voice their opinions about grass versus turf. I think grass is good for the game. I don't think turf is good for the bodies uh, of the players. They already put themselves enough. Through enough physical damage, so yeah, uh, Hertz might have suffered whatever he is going through on a turf field. It could have been uh, at MetLife, could have been <laughs> is the Rams field turf when he when he tweaked his knee, ankle, whatever. Is that what is the Rams? Are they turf? I th- or is that he tweaked it de- in that game? Oh wait, yeah, that's right. That was that's def- that's def- that's definitely not turf. That's a uh, I mean it is. Well, turf. I feel so like I we didn't turf. really know for sure there was something wrong with him until this past game when he uh, 
whatever down that I've was. I've seen people. Tried, I've seen people put legs. out clips from like all games this year of where he potentially could have gotten hurt, and I'm just like, maybe oh, it's Lord. a maybe it's just a pile on. But hey, he avoided he avoided I guess severity injury because the uh, the uh, the injury report came out just a few minutes ago, and Jalen Hurts was not on it. So uh, even though he did don a brace. In the second half, I know people were trying to say, I didn't see a brace. He 100% wore a brace in the second half. We do know that. And uh, he did say in the press conference today that he's playing through whatever he's going through. Won't specify when it happened. He said it wasn't in the game on Sunday, but it happened at some point, and he's kind of just dealing with it, as every NFL player does is the way Jalen Hurts put it. But not seeing him on the injury report is certainly an encouraging sign. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Philly pod brought to you by the Liberty line.com. We're going to go over a lot of stuff today. Obviously Kevin Byard, the Eagles have a brand new safety to help man the secondary, the Eagles win breaking down that over uh, Miami, as well as kind of looking ahead towards the, uh, the Washington matchup, tying it all into this episode today. I'm your host as always, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms over at the Philly pod. Do the same for my co-host who so graciously started off this episode talking about the unfinished business that the Eagles have to attend to now because the city is in their hands at this point. It always felt like it was the Philadelphia as a city, seven straight losses in Game 7 combined between the Sixers, the Flyers, the Phillies. Can't get it done in Game 7. Can't get it done when they're up 3-2. The Phillies were up 2-0, up 3-2. Had a chance to close it out twice at home. You put up three runs. Harper, Trey Turner, Castellanos, uh, Schwarber combined for one hit. Not ideal in those last two games, but uh, thankfully the Eagles look primed to make another deep playoff run. Thanks. I think these people came here for this? Uh, no, but we had to make it known. You're the one that started off and, <laughs> and brought it and brought it to everybody's attention, so we definitely have to make note of it. The Sixers start season starts tomorrow. They're telling James Harden to pack his bags and kick rocks and get the hell out. As get off the showed. bus. Get As off the showed. bus. He said he showed up with his bags packed. Hey, I'm ready for the road trip. <laughs> Maury said, get the fuck off this bus. And that... Uh, was that so, man? I, whatever oh, we the circus. All know Maury wouldn't say such a yeah, thing. Yeah, no, I wasn't Maury. Somebody told him to go. Bend the knee as much as he can to no, his it buddy. Maury. It wasn't. If Maury. it was Maury's choice, Harden oh, he's would not be bending it entirely. He's not bending it entirely because he has not traded him and he has not given him the contract that he wants either. So he's not bending it entirely. Slightly, slightly bent, not on the right angle, just slightly ever so bent to try and keep James in Philadelphia. So we'll see whatever the circus. At the six yeah, seasons, about to he ain't start. Howie Roseman, that's for sure. He ain't Howie, he ain't Howie. How does Howie Roseman, in like a week, let's be honest, or whatever you want to say, pull off a trade for an all-pro safety? Not only that, not, not, not only Moore, that. he had an entire summer <laughs> to trade James Harden, and I know his value's low and all this stuff, but the guy doesn't even want to play for your damn team. Like, how do you think Howie Roseman would handle Something like this, a disgruntled player that wants out. How do you think he would handle it? Oh, what he would trade him. Probably get a first. Somehow get a first round pick. <laughs> and look what he did too. with Carson Wentz. Yeah, somehow get a first round. A player came to him, so he wanted out. He got rid of him. and got first round compensation. What did we get? A first? Did we get first? I don't even remember. I, don't know. I mean, we got back to the Super Bowl. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and the Eagles are <laughs> determined to do so because right after dismantling the most prolific offense in the NFL, make no mistake about it, the Dolphins are the most dynamic offense in the NFL. Sean Desai came in and said, we are going to have none of this. You want to lead the league in yards. You want to lead the league in points. You want to lead the league in first downs. We aren't going to do any of that. And even after they do all that, we'll talk about the performance in a second, but even after they take down Tua and that and Tyreek Hill and that Miami offense, Howie says, not enough. 
It's not enough. I need to fix this because I just watched Tyreek Hill cook and burn Terrell Edmonds out of his shoes. Hey, he melted that man. I just watched this happen. I'm not going to win the Super Bowl if I don't fix this back end. Let me go figure out who is available. So they made some calls. There were some talks about Justin Simmons with Denver, some talks about Jeremy Chin before he got hurt, some talks about Kyle Duggar on the Patriots, but we all know, all reliable. Tennessee Titans, always willing to do a deal with Howie Roseman for whatever reason, has not blocked the number of Howie Roseman to this yet. Well, there you must be policed. a great relationship. It must apparently. be. A, it must be. They must have dinner. Their wives must know each other. They must, like, they must. It's be. not like other teams in the league couldn't give up that same package, right? There's just they no must, way. They must. They must. They must have something because Howie calls and he gives them whatever he wants. Call, hey, AJ Brown, a couple of draft picks. You can have them. Sure, no problem. Hey, Kevin Byard, a fifth, a sixth, a safety. We don't want anymore. Yeah, sure, we'll do it. We're unloading anyway. The Titans are having a fire sale of players and somehow aren't including Ryan Tannehill. I know he's not the most attractive piece, but man, you could, he's still a veteran quarterback. I'm sure you could get something for, but nah, we're going to hold on to him. Derrick Henry's available. Kevin Byard's available. And, and uh, Howie Roseman comes in, does the deal, brings in hometown kid Kevin Byard, who was born and raised in Philadelphia, joining DeAndre Swift and other kids that were also born in Philadelphia. And we can't speak enough about what what uh, Kevin Byard brings to this defense. We talk about all the time what is necessary uh, for, for the back end and what they're missing. They're missing the playmaking that C.J. Garner-Johnson brought. They're banged up. Reed Blankenship didn't play last week. Uh, he looks like he's going to make his way back and try to play this week. Sidney Brown was banged up as well. They need to figure out uh, what's going to happen at the back end of this defense and how he comes in, makes a deal, and shores up the one glaring spot. It seems like every year there's always one glaring roster hole how he needs to address, and he finds a way. Even Zach Cunningham, who we didn't have high, extremely high hopes for, he comes in, and he's more he's an uh, above-average linebacker for this group now. So Howie, man, he patched up those holes pretty quickly, and now your new-look secondary consists of Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Bradley Roby when he's healthy in the slot, or Eli Ricks, who, 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 handled, who handled his own against Tyreek Hill. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, and then on the back end, you have Reed Blankenship, Kevin Byard, Sidney Brown, whatever three safety looks decide is going to deploy. You got three solid guys now that can that can match up with pretty much any offense. Steven, talk to me about the uh, reaction you had when you saw the deal. Well, I saw it. I mean, that's we were, how you think they're going to use them, by the way. Uh, when the Byard is going to be on the field all the time, regardless, he hasn't missed a game since that, 2017. But, like, but when they play, curious. they're going to use they, they're going to do a lot of big nickel stuff. They can use Sidney Brown and a lot of nickel things now. Uh, kind of play him in the box, use him as a hybrid linebacker type situation like they tried to do with Edmonds obviously didn't work out too well but I foresee a lot of three safety looks a lot of big nickel packages I think Desai is going to get creative now that he has a guy that he can rely on on the back end yeah because that, that's interesting I feel like you I don't know I mean we'll see but I do feel like you want to have him back there actually back there I don't know if you necessarily want to match him up because yeah that I mean I don't know we'll see um it's crazy to me because this defense has, in my opinion, completely surpassed uh, to this point, considering like the injuries they had. They're get, they're healthy now, getting healthy, uh, surpassed my expectations. You know, it's just like the offense has started off slow. Turnovers have been an issue and stuff like that. Like Sean Desai, I don't know if we're overly confident, um, but I have no complaints from him. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I just, I just still worry a little bit, and I have to just throw it out there. Like, I love Slay, I love Bradbury, but, and I, I'm not saying how he needs to do more. Although there's conversations of him potentially doing that, I don't know 
he's looking at a corner, I don't know, you know, with Avante Maddox going down, being out. You mentioned Eli Ricks. That's huge. We've been saying all season that they need to develop one of these young guys. Unfortunately, one of them's hurt. Uh, yeah, for the season. Uh, Vontae Maddox, I mean, he's been developed. He's been one of the best slot corners in the league. Uh, but I, I just, I, I get concerned about it, man, because as great as the defensive line is, I don't know. And maybe I'm worrying too much. Maybe I'm overthinking. Uh, we're, we take this team for granted. We're spoiled. You mentioned how this buyer trade literally probably patches up the only hole that they have. Sure, I'd probably agree with you. Um, but honestly, I just feel like regardless of that trade or not, the only thing really standing in the way of this team, and you saw that against the Miami Dolphins, like you saw that on Sunday, the only thing truly standing away in the way of the Philadelphia Eagles is them themselves. Is Brian themselves. Johnson's red zone play calling that he did? Yes. He did. He did tighten. You know, no more QB draws in the red zone. I could get. A, I could. I could do without seeing that. But I think he fixed some things in the uh, in the Miami matchup. But Kevin Byard, essentially, I think, I think uh, is is a good. Uh, I don't even want to say band aid because because uh, uh, he could be a solution here. He's under contract for the next two years. The Eagles are only responsible for like two million of his dollars. Titans are eating a dead cap hit of 22 million over the next two seasons. And if the, and if, and if Bayard, like for whatever reason declines this year or the Eagles aren't impressed with them, they can cut their losses for nothing and move on next season. Because I don't know if Kevin Bayard still continues to play at all pro level. I don't know if he's going to want to play on that $14 million tag that he's owed next season. They'll probably work out a renegotiation or whatever uh, uh, the deal is because he is 30 years old. So it's going to be tough to figure out uh, what you're going to pay him. If he doesn't press this season, we saw the, uh, the other uh, things that went down with CJ Gardner Johnson, you kind of don't want a repeat of that stuff. But as far as like if t- takeaways go, the Eagles need to get takeaways. Kevin Byer has a lot of them in his career. He's second in the league since 2017 with uh with uh, 26 interceptions, I believe. I think Xavier Howard has 29, uh, 27. I'm sorry, 27 interceptions. Xavier Howard has 29. So uh, certainly a ball hawk, certainly a knack for 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 um, disrupting over the middle of that defense and on the back end as well. So very excited to see what Kevin Byard is going to bring. As uh, somebody was who facility. was a big fan and was hurt by the departure of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, obviously, you know, it doesn't hurt as much now. It didn't even hurt as much before this trade because he really grew sour on me due to all the things he said about us. Um, big fan of Kevin, uh, of Byard, uh, mainly Due to that clip that surfaced on Twitter, uh, as we were, as Cowboys fans were reminded, big interception against Dak Prescott, dancing on the star. I love it. You need to have you need you need the attitude, the swagger, whatever you want to say. I love it. Like especially on the defensive side of the ball, um, especially at positions, man. Like I, I feel like this was the point I was kind of trying to make with with Slay, maybe Bradbury a little bit. I don't know what like, point you're making, but I was letting you cook whatever you were cooking. <laughs> I don't like, know what you were going for. But. No, like, if it wasn't for that interception Slay had this past game, like, the vibe was not good around him. Like, I feel like he kind of gave up some plays, and people are starting to wonder, is he, I'm not saying washed or cooked, but is he starting to decline? And maybe, good chance that's happening. He's definitely older. Uh, so... You know, I mean, I'm the internet. Just, like, the internet acts there. whenever. Whenever he gives up a play, the internet acts like that. But the, all corners give up plays, though. <laughs> so I don't understand the uh, the anger that comes with. I mean, I do yeah, understand. No, it. It's frustrating. 100%. It's definitely frustrating 
Uh, but then he has but no, PFF had him ranked like, and I'm not, Jesus, don't put all your stock oh, in PFF, we but I saw he was like 88. 88? 88th. 88th. What, in the league as far as like corners are concerned? Something like that. I, it was like oh. absurd. Like, how's that possible? Oh. Well, that's why you don't put stock in PFF. You're saying he's 88th best corner in the NFL? No, no, no. no you're saying? Like, not after the game, but like very early on. It was a Sunday night football game, so they had those stupid little graphics popping up. I'm pretty sure when Slay announced his name, it said 88th. There's some crazy number. I don't know. Could be mistaken. I think you are. <laughs> I have to go. I'm not I'll saying he's That's... garbage or washed or anything. I'm just saying, like, it, like any help you can get in the second. Wild if that huge. is the case. Wild if that is if if that is uh uh the case. But I think the most Come important on, thing. I think the most uh important thing here with Kevin Byard is that he hasn't missed a game. Didn't miss an entire game during his tenure with the Titans and you and with the Eagles injuries that they're dealing with this season. Longevity and uh, and durability is certainly important to them. So that's why I think uh, Byard was a more attractive option than some of the other guys that were available on the market. But how he goes out and he fixes the one question mark that was on this team, and I'm excited to see how quickly he will transition over to the Phillies defense. And I know Sean Desai is going to have a ball getting him uh, getting him acclimated. But uh, moving on to the uh, to the Miami game, we have yet to talk about that. I think when you when you watch that game, there was. There was, even though the Eagles were favored, according to the books and according to the odds makers, it felt like there's kind of an underdog feel in that game, I believe, because I think oh, we were absolutely. coming into it. Yeah, there and was. And we were like, man, the the That's the right. Jets, I didn't love that. I didn't love uh, that. <laughs> just lost to the Jets. Miami is flying on all cylinders. Oh, my goodness. But people forget that you can score on the Dolphins. They can score, but you can score on them. And as Yeah, we, we scored 38. We scored 38 points. I tweeted that out for the record. We scored 38 points. Oh, in your book, you mean they scored 38 because yeah, they decided not to score at the end. Yeah, I wanted to yeah. stomp on them fools. I was so mad when I saw we were taking you. I was, I was mad. So I had mad. I had a I had a parlay that was about to cash for five hundred dollars. I had Hertz twenty five rushing yards. He had twenty five on the dot before those kneel downs, and he lost Tell yards. You what, on the man? Kneel by downs. the way, by the way, um, yeah, that's that's, that's awful. terrible. They need to change the rule. They need to change the rule. Like, why are why are kneel downs rushing that. yards? My God, Stupid. count them for passing yards or something. Um, well, I don't know about that one. Uh, by the way, Nick Sirianni was acting and all the sideline cam action he was getting, by the way, towards the end of this game, like you would have thought like he would want to run the score up. Like he was giving that vibe off. Did you notice every time the Eagles got a first down that drive, the camera panned to him and he was like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, well, I think he's kind of annoyed with the, with the ideology that everybody's on the, you know, the Eagles are the center of attention this year because of Jalen and everything that's going around. Was it just me? Like, obviously he's always animated and I love him. But you I heard him at the end people. of the game too, when they tush pushed four times in the final drive, <laughs> and he was like, "If every team, what do you say?" He said, "If every team could do it, they would do it," or whatever he mm. said. And he was given like kind of lit back to to the media. But he hears, Man. I mean, he hears the chirping and everything that they're saying about the Eagles and Sirianni. He's like, "Well, the more you talk about it, the more I'm going to do it," because he's spiteful and he's emotional uh, in that way. Uh, but I do want to uh, speak just quickly about uh, Julio Jones, who did make his debut, had one catch three yards but he got out there and had 16 total snaps and it was good to see him out there quickly get in the uh in the uh in the offense i was excited to see that in his number 80 which is you know people people were saying um what were they telling me about uh julio jones in his jersey there I, I remember i tweeted when his jersey number was revealed and i was like well the slim pickings this time of year and they're like i remember you know when 80 was considered a cool number only the greatest receiver of all time wore yeah. it Couldn't talk about jerry rice but now we want the mm. teens you want to be swaggy you want to do uh, you you want to do the whole bit? Well, did you uh, see Hurts. that clip of Jalen Hurts being mic'd up? He thought 
Yeah, he thought, thought that, I'm he thought sure AJ that was deep through to AJ Brown was Julio, right? Yeah, yeah. he thought he stoned Julio. <laughs> Could you imagine? What would you have done if that was Julio, by the oh, way? Oh, my God. Like, Could you imagine? Yeah, the place would have exploded. I mean, we love AJ, obviously, <laughs> but Julio was the one to do that. Jeez, that would have been. That would have been great. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been hilarious. Uh, Jalen Hurts in the game against Miami Dolphins. Played the entire game despite, you know, having issues. That he, he Now, when he came out at halftime, he came out. Mariota was warming up for it for a second, and we were all like, Whoa. Oh, no. remember, uh, I was, I remember, I think I put it in the group chat, and I was like, yo, Hurts is hurt, hurt, I don't know what's going on, Mariota's warming up, and then Hurts came back out, so crisis averted for, for a second there, uh, but yeah, he was playing the whole entire second half uh, with that brace, he did say he hopes the injury, whatever he's dealing with, won't affect him long term, uh, he finished 23 of 31 passing, 287 yards, two touchdowns, and yet another interception, and did have a lost fumble, in this as well the turnovers are racking up total turn turnovers are racking up for this man so that we want to try and uh keep those at a minimum even though a lot of them aren't aren't his fault obviously uh but it's another scenario where where one of the better passes in the league at taking care of the football that is not the case so far in 2023 aj brown logging his fifth straight game of 125 plus receiving yards as you've all seen the stat by now joining calvin johnson and pat studstill as the only players to hit that mark in NFL history, if A.J. Brown has 125 yards yet again this Sunday against Washington, he will hold the record. So I'm sure he'll be looking to do that this Sunday uh, against Washington. Uh, Steven, I want to ask you about um, <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell. For whatever reason, he continues to eat in uh, DeAndre Swift's snap share. And I understood for the uh, for the pass protection, for the pass protection um, um, that, that he provides, I understand why you put him in there. At times, they, and he even scored in this game. They put him in there on some goal line situations as well. Uh, but on the uh, on the deep throw to AJ Kenneth Gainwell, like let a let a pass rusher so go right by him and almost kill Jalen Hurts. Uh, I want you to take on kind of uh, the uh, the the Kenneth Gainwell experience to to this point. Do you get frustrated like all of us do when he's in the game? Like, why are we doing this? I understand you want to keep Swift healthy, uh, but I think I could do without the Kenneth Gainwell carries on crucial downs. I think I'm over that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at times I certainly do. Um, I don't really recall this game having too many of those moments. I do remember in previous games. I mean, he did have a touchdown in this game. It was a very impressive run. But yeah, I, I, now that you pointed out, the I run in the end zone, the run in the end zone, two two yards out was an impressive run. Is that what you said? He broke two tackles. Little man Kenny G powered his way in. No, no but seriously, I don't recall him really playing a whole lot in this game. It felt like it was a heavy, heavy. Um, I mean, it felt like it was a heavy pass game in general, so maybe that's why I just didn't pay too much attention to the running backs. So maybe Gainwell he was played, out there a lot in pass protection. Maybe Gainwell played 23 snaps. That was 30, 33% of the snaps on Sunday. So he was, in there, he was in there enough. He was in there enough, more than, I mean, more than, more than I'd like. Well, what do you I'd want? Like. You want an 80-20 ratio between those two? Uh, I want them to not hand the ball to Kenneth Gainwell on crucial downs is my problem. Keep, you can keep yeah, I do there. recall one or two now that you pointed out where he only picked up like two yards and it's like, damn, second and eight. And like, on, why is he in there on third Swift down? Gets us like, what are second we, and six. What are we? What are what are what are we doing here? Dallas Goddard continues to impress. Oh yeah, how about uh, that god awful opening drive? By the way, great red zone calling Brian Johnson. I see yeah, a lot of I people. Told you the QB see, draw. Like what guys, is this? remember we are Philadelphia. We are fucking Eagles fans. We have a high standard. And I see, I see a lot of Twitter. They're like, "Oh man, Brian Johnson! You know, after that first drive, he really cleaned it up. It was an impressively called game, really." I said really. that. I said, I literally said that to start the show. <laughs> but it you're is. one of them. <laughs> you're part of the. You're part of the problem. 
it's 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 just it's just i think the qb I think he, draw I think, on third and six yes, third that is and five that, plus yes, needs that, to end. that i don't need that i don't and that these I do wide need. receiver screens i said it last episode although the screen game was pretty effective in this game i feel like yeah it was especially the goddard goddard was moving i think they scored on a goddard screen no or as a quick yeah, they did. It was a quick out or as a quick out or whatever so i think uh that was that was fine as well, but all eyes will be on Jalen Hurts as he continues to deal with this knee injury. Hopefully, it's nothing too serious. He seems to be okay for now. We'll see how it lingers as the season uh, goes on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Defensively, boy, did they like I said they shut down that my mm. that Miami offense. We come in and we said, man, Slay and Bradbury getting all of those hamstrings are gonna have to keep up with these boys. Tyreek Hill got his as usual, but 88 yards was the third lowest total of uh, of the season for him. So when he's held under 100 yards, I consider that a good <laughs> I consider that a good game if you're able to do so. The Dolphins came into Week Seven averaging 37 and a half points and nearly 500 yards per game. The Eagles held Miami to just one touchdown on eight possessions, 12 first downs, 10 offensive points, only 244 yards. Miami had only 49 total snaps on offense. As the adage goes, you can't score if you can't get on the field. And the Eagles did a good job of making sure Miami had limited opportunities when they were on the field. Nickel cornerback continues to be a committee approach. Sidney Brown, Josiah Scott, Eli Ricks, who was targeted three times, all while defending Tyreek Hill, had a pass breakup. One of them was that drop that would have likely been a touchdown. But, and the stats, targeted three times, zero catches allowed, zero yards, 0.0 passer rating. The, mm. most important, the most impressive thing about the kid is that he's unwavered despite his draft status, yep. despite the reps against quality NFL wide receivers. He went in there. And he didn't shy away from guys like Tyreek Hill. And I was impressed with what I saw from, from the young corner. It'll be interesting to see when Roby gets healthy. Uh, he's the only guy that didn't participate uh, in practice today. It'll be interesting to see what the Eagles kind of do in that nickel position when Roby is healthy. Because Eli Rick showed me showed me a lot. He sure did, man. And he he's he, I feel like he's been doing it ever since preseason. And who am I missing? Oh, Josh Job. What happened to him? Did you mention is he hurt? Uh, inactive. <laughs> oh, so he just sucks. 
Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you so defensive of these corners? Why are you so defensive of these corners? Why can't we just like, he, had a, he had a rough couple games. Yeah, yeah. he's a... Now, nah, you, have, you have something, because you did this with Zach McPherson when he was out here getting cooked. I don't know what it is. Hey, did Zach, you we wouldn't, we wouldn't, we, we wouldn't even have a you nickel have, like, problem. You have, like, a soft spot for corners, I noticed. If, like, if, Zach, if, Zach, if Zach McPherson was healthy, we wouldn't even needed to go find a nickel corner, because Zach would have been clamping dudes out of the <laughs> out of the slot, so we wouldn't even have needed... Is that yeah, what Josh you think? Still, Josh Job certainly had, a, had think, a few. Is that what you think? I do. I do think that. Uh, I don't Josh think Job, that. Josh Job had a few uh, uh, rough games for sure. I think, which is the reason why they decided to go get Bradley Roby so they could push James Bradbury back outside. They said we have to fix this. We can't keep doing this. We pay James. Yeah, I was. Bradbury I didn't really outside. like him in the slot anyway. Which off the off the off the air just a second ago, <laughs> we were talking about Patrick Sertan. And I was like, well, if they got Patrick Satan, <laughs> well, what are you gonna what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Play him over Slayer Bradbury? And you're like, well, move Bradbury back in the slot. We're not doing that. <laughs> We're not doing that. Bradbury, we pay him thirty however thirty eight yeah, million a year to play in the slot on the outside, so you don't mind that. I'm just which is saying, why they're not like, trading for Patrick Satan. They're not trading the house for Pat Satan when they have Brad. They pay Bradbury thirty eight million, and they just brought back Slayer. They're not gonna do I'd that. I think about it. Uh, you think about it for two first rounders? I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. We know how he keeps these draft picks. Like, damn. Treasure assets. They're you went to Alabama, there. correct? I uh, so. What do I mean? What does he mean? didn't play. He didn't play offense though. They only want al- offensive Alabama players. If he, he oh. if he was a Georgia corner, we might be we might be talking about something. We might be talking about something, but not this time. But not this time. I'm just looking well. for the future, man. Shit. Oh um, man, Nolan Smith got his first sack. Uh, I know yeah. you're hyped to see that. Finally, he only played four snaps, made the most of them. So I'm uh, very excited for Nolan Smith to get in here and hit dudes. All you know, all he wants to do is hit dudes. Uh, the most unsung hero on the defense to this point for me is Mr. Josh Sweat, who is now tied for the team mm. lead with Hassan Reddick with five and a half sacks. Yo, Reddick has been absolutely really quickly. Oh, it was, I told you, man, once he came out that cast, since it was his over. cast came off. Oh my god, he is like he looks be- the best I've ever seen him. It is, it is, it is, it is. Wow, he's he he. Uh, we said this on pods before that he comes on as the year goes on, and he had a slow start again last year. Uh, a slow start this year. And he is uh, definitely coming on as the season progressive. But Josh Sweat, the, the last time the Eagles had multiple pass rushers record five and a half sacks each through seven games was 1991. And I wasn't born yet, but uh, people tell me that if Randall did not get hurt that year, that defense was good enough for them to win a Super Bowl. Jerome Brown, Clyde Simmons, Reggie White all had five and a half sacks through seven games in 1991. Josh Sweat and Saad Reddick are sitting at that mark currently at the moment Miami only rushed for 45 yards that night. Steven Mostert, they didn't have a chain. Uh, so that was a ding to it, but Mostert certainly capable. They wasn't able to run for much to attack of held to under 225 yards passing. Sean Desai made it known that he was going to counter speed with physicality. That was the plan that you can, that's the best way to counter speed is be physical. They are physical and Miami didn't know how to react. And that is why they come out with a decisive two score victory. And that is why, Right now, they sit at the top of the NFC with the best record at six and one. Sorry, 49ers. Not sorry. Order has been restored. Yep, sure has. Sure has. Brock Purdy. We should be seven and zero, oh, man. Brock Purdy injured. That not was playing the this first weekend. thing that came to my mind. By the way, yeah. right after we won this game, was like, dog, we should really be seven and zero. Oh. Like should honestly, one hundred percent be seven and zero. Oh. Well, the thing is, is that I had when I did my season prediction. Like by this time, I expected to be six and one, but losing to the Dolphins. Like when beat the Jets and lose to the Dolphins, mm. they, they they switched it. You didn't so think Jalen could beat Tua head to head, huh? Even uh, I season. just thought Miami had a lot of a lot of firepower. I think the defense was was as good as they are. You know, older 
That Tough fire to keep up was with. put out on Sunday. Oh, but they put, they did a damn job now. put out that fire. We don't lose to Tyreek Hill, but we're damn sure we'll lose to Zach Wilson. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> make my sure God. we go ahead. And, uh, and, oh, and really quickly, the- man, can I just say for all the people all week, we're saying like, you know, the Eagles are about to get torched by the Dolphins. You know, they don't look as good as they did last year, blah, 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 potential Super Bowl hangover. And then to just completely flip the script after we win the game and, 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 and point out penalties and point out injuries. We're not doing that. No, we're not doing that at all. A uh, bunch of frauds. Anybody who said that should not be taken seriously, in my opinion. Uh, just incredibly lame. Like, why can't we just give credit where credit is due? You know what I mean? The Eagles won a huge game after everybody questioned if they were legit or not all season. And now the script changes. They have to they have to try and put like an asterisk on this win or something like that. We have injuries. What are we talking about? Yeah, but that's the that's the way it Our QB goes. played you know hurt. Our right now. tackle, who by the way, we are literally like a below five hundred team when he doesn't play, was technically playing with an injury. Yes, he we was. don't even Lane have Johnson. Cam Jurgens, and Cam Jurgens is a yes. focal point of this rushing attack, and they've been mm-hmm. tough. It's been tough sledding since since he's since he went out. Opeta is not the player that Cam Jurgens is, so it is very tough. To uh, run the ball without him, missing. Yeah, As well, like, I, uh, before, before we go, I do want to point out one thing about this uh, about the about the Kevin Byard trade because the draft picks that they gave up. I don't know if you saw saw me tweet it. The draft picks that they gave up. Oh yeah, I did. It didn't even. And own I was picks. really annoyed with the people in your <laughs> replies trying to say like, wait, technically, shouldn't we have wished they weren't our, our picks or something like that? I don't know. So this is this you is the way it. it shook out. The Eagles do not own their own fifth and sixth rounders. The fifth, the fifth and sixth rounders they gave up in this deal. The fifth round pick, actually, the way the way it works out is the fifth round pick that will go to Tennessee for Kevin Byard is the one that's going to be better of the fifth round pick they got from the Bucks in a deal when Tampa traded up for Trey Palmer in the draft, or the Jalen Rager pick. With when the <laughs> whichever pick is worse is the pick that is going to go to Tennessee. So in either case. The Eagles didn't part with their own pick. Either the fifth-round pick they got for Jalen Rager is going to them or the fifth-round pick they got from Tampa Bay is going to them. The 2024 sixth-round pick the Eagles received from the originally received from the Titans in a pick-swap deal for cornerback Ugo Amadi. So essentially, the Eagles got rid of a corner we don't need. They swapped a sixth-round pick, and then when they traded for Kevin Byard, they said, you know what, guys? You can have this pick back. We don't even really need it. You can take this pick back. We'll give you another one we don't need. We'll take Kevin Byard off your hands. Tennessee, for whatever reason, because I'm still trying to figure out, was happy to do so. Howie, <laughs> taking picks and giving them back and making deals it is ridiculous. The things that he is is able to do when they when he makes deals and you see him do the stuff like the A.J. Brown stuff and the Garner Johnson stuff and now Kevin Byard, and you just wonder, like, what does he have over the heads of some of these GMs like how do you like? I don't understand how the GMs consistently pick up the phone. Like if the Eagles win a ring this year, if they pull it off and they win a ring, they should they should literally get one for the Titans because AJ Brown and undoubtedly Kevin Byard are going to help contribute to the championship, and they should probably send a ring to to the to the Titans GM way. I don't know. I, I John Robinson got fired. I don't know the new guy's name. Well, kind of like how DeAndre Jordan's bum ass got the grab a ring last night during the denver nuggets ring celebration what a loser and he looked like a total dork when he had it up there dude you suck you shouldn't be in the nba anymore sorry yeah god off i can't i just can't let my sixers pay and go i can't let it go yeah well we're gonna have to live it tomorrow any final thoughts uh you want to put on this about kevin byard about the performance that the eagles put 
on the uh, on the Miami Dolphins to take a bow, Sean Desai. We mm. we we've been yeah. some people have been asking like, hey, man, we don't see we don't see much difference. And there was some talking about how are the Eagles going to counter Vic Fangio. The Vic Fangio worked with the team all summer. Mm. They know this team. What's going to happen? Yeah, they shut it. They shut all of that down. How about just pushing whenever they? It's literally first and nine. I hope people know. Like when you play the <laughs> yeah, Eagles, it's first and what it's it's too. first and nine because when it gets to when it gets to third and fourth and one, you know the deal. And teams can get mad about it. You can do it, and it's it's getting to the it's so bad now that it's getting to the point where officials are calling offsides on Jason Kelsey on the yeah. center. You can't yeah, not, you yeah. can't be offsides. You're the center. How are you offsides? They calling they're calling it on wrong players. They're trying to stop it. It's not working. And I do want to tell people also that the Bears are seven for seven on touch pushes this year. So it isn't just like oh the Eagles are good. No, you can you can figure it out. The Bears have figured it out seven to seven. So that is. What it is? Uh, any final points before we uh, before we wrap this up? Uh, I feel like we didn't highlight the fact that absolutely everything about the jerseys, the field, and the the oh Kelly stadium, Green, yeah, we didn't even talk about the Kelly in Green. stadium like uh, pyro production. Obviously, the Sunday Night Football production made that look. Honestly, the whole time, dude, it felt like I was watching something out of a movie. It didn't even look real. Those jerseys are fucking insane and i actually did i like the midnight green i've always kind of been a fan of it uh yeah no debate those are the cleanest jerseys in sports i've ever seen in my life and people i know always people say like i don't understand want why them you like kelly green we didn't ones. win anything with kelly green oh, and this this and up. that but <laughs> didn't win anything whatever well they didn't they didn't they didn't win anything whatever won- midnight green is where all the winning happened <laughs> this is what it is Whereas, yeah, I definitely I wouldn't make it the primary color, but yeah. It's a fun, so that's it's a fun the thing. Ultimate. People are saying they want it to be the primary thing, and I actually think that would take away the value of it. Yeah, that's no. That's I will say though, the know. alternate versions fire though. The white with the Kelly green trim. Oh man, the helmets are nice. A way to make that happen. Everything was nice. They did a good job. Jerry Lurie said, or Jeffrey Lurie said, he, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to do it until it's done right. And they did a very nice job. Boy, did they ever take notes, Sixers. You keep making these awful. The NBA <sighs> sucks, by Although the way. Although the brotherly love jerseys this year, they're not, they're not bad. I they're decent. I wish, I wish, I wish Bryce, is, I wish Bryce know. didn't wear a Pat Bev yeah. one. Yeah. I wish Bryce didn't, I wish Bryce didn't make a Pat Bev one. Well, it's but, just uh, the problem that fans want the black jerseys back, or they just want one of the throwback jerseys, you know? And it's like they, these stupid city jerseys. I don't know. I think they usually suck for the most part. I will say the ones this year, um, yeah, they, they definitely are probably underrated. I'm just kind of throwing shade because it's so clear what Sixers fans actually want, you know? Yeah. All we ever wanted was those black jerseys. Just they gave us those boathouse row disasters. Jesus. Oh, man. <laughs> Bad times, bad times. But kudos to the Eagles knocking off the Kelly Green. They wear them again. I uh, forget what week. They do wear them one more time this year against Buffalo, I want to say. I think it's Buffalo. I think it's Buffalo. So very, very good. On that, appreciate you guys for tuning into this episode of the Philly Pod. Uh, we do uh, apologize for being a little later. Life gets in the way. Maybe we'll do – I say this every single week. I always think about it when I don't do it. But for real, maybe Stephen will get up early enough tomorrow to do to do a small preview on the uh, on the Washington game. Uh, as people are listening to this, so we'll figure we that out. We should provide. Would so, you guys like daily content? We're only going to do it if you listen. If you guys have us in your pod feed and you're subscribed, I'm pretty we'll, sure we'll, we'll, get up at, we'll get up at 7.30, ass crack of I'll dawn get up and, every day. And, I'll talk about the fightings if you want me to. No. Big they're off not, season. They're, they're, not no. really, they're not really fightings. <laughs> they're not really fightings. Yeah, you, you, if you think you hate a football offseason, oh, my God, the baseball offseason. Is Nola getting paid? No? 
Are we? <laughs> uh, they should just go after Otani at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, this is why we don't talk. We don't talk what baseball. We'll catch you get back. Get yeah, we. I. Fly. I know Phillies fans don't want to hear it, but this team is. They're still. Bro, we, how much? How much money do Trey and Bryce make combined? It makes so much money combined, and you're in the bottom of the seventh, and you have a chance to even, even despite even choking away the two three, the three two lead. The whole and, team and blew losing it, man. it, like obviously you need. But those the, guys okay, to yes, yes, but and the whole team blew it. But you pay those games. guys, you pay those guys to produce in critical Correct. moments. And it's hard, it's hard to say that about Bryce after everything he's done. But like, you, that's why you pay them. That's why you pay them, and they both. You can't be, you can't go hitless in the last two games. You can't go hitless mm-hmm. in game six and game seven. Yeah, hitless. Well, that's Casty's fault too, by the way. And Casty and Schwarber's who, one who for turned whatever. into Tobias Harris. He is literally the uh, Tobias Harris of the Phillies. Uh, Tell me I'm wrong, and I love the guy. I do. He, I, he boy, he sort of become a favorite of mine. But Tobias, Castianos. I oh. hate Tobias Harris. <laughs> I, was about to say, I actually want the, the biggest Tobias haters. I want the Sixers to trade Tobias Harris more than I do James Harden. I, I, I hope James they. Harden, I hope I, they package them together. I hope they package them. together. Oh yeah. Honestly, I trade Tobias. Bring me Zach Levine. Simmons. Bring me Zach Levine. I would trade. I would trade Harden for Simmons straight up. I would do. I would do the reverse trade. I would do the reverse trade right now. His, trade his triple double. For him. By the way, his triple double tonight is plus three thousand. Yeah, that's the last time you ever see those odds. So I bet you he'll come close. We'll talk to you guys on the next episode talking about Washington versus the Eagles. Hopefully, thank God it's not a it's not a tough matchup like the first one because I couldn't stomach that overtime. So, but the Washington only gives them a hard time. We'll look at the matchup, see if they can fix anything that went wrong. Stay in the healthy first game. and Stay uh, healthy. Don't turn Stay the happy. football over. That's all Little I have. Birds. Little birds. Sorry about the Phillies. Look forward to the Sixers. Maybe not really. Don't really know. We'll catch you on the next episode. Until then, peace out, guys, from the Philly Pod. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.